Yo, this is Joe. And this is your boy, Eli. Welcome back to another episode of the Off Wrestling Podcast. On this episode, we'll be giving a quick little breakdown of our thoughts and opinions. But first, the intro. back to another episode of the off wrestling podcast starting off we will discuss some major wwe news cody rhodes officially signs with wwe it's been a rumor been speculated for i want to say like at least a month or two right now he finally signed are you surprised that he signed do you think he's going to stay with AEW? do you think he's going to go to wwe what were your thoughts I i honestly thought it was a temporary thing and that maybe you know he was just taking a break and maybe doing another show by the way, I yeah. have no idea how that reality show ended up doing. I did watch like two episodes, but that was it. I never watched it. <laughs> okay. I never. I think ever yeah. since like Total Bellas and all the other shows. I'm yeah, like, you just stopped. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I was. It was kind of a, a total shock, especially considering you know leaving and starting a completely different company. You know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I would. I'm, I'm very surprised. Uh, from what I hear, or from what everybody, pre- pretty much the general consensus is, he's gonna fight Seth at Mania. Like that's the. Yeah, during Seth's segment, like I love how he was just doing a backstage segment at Raw, and everyone was can't chanting Cody. Like, <laughs> when he said, Cody, 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah. Remember, um, years, remember years ago when they like the internet wasn't, I guess, is known as like somebody just popped up and it was a total surprise, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that, that's over with. Like, we know, we'll we never, know Cody's coming, we'll yeah. never get that back ever. <laughs> ever. I remember, I want to say. When the Rock returned, that was like the last return I remember, where I was like genuinely surprised when the Rock came back for the first time. Ah, uh, yeah. And they're like, the anonymous GM is, or I think it was like the host of WrestleMania is, and the Rock came out. I was like, oh, stuff. <laughs> I think for years, like, yeah, he was like done with wrestling. He like said he would never come back to return to WWE, and it's like he finally returned. So, all right, that's the last one that really got me. I think mean? Cena when Cena came back at that one Rumble, you know what I'm saying? That was the last one. Oh just yeah, yeah. He was injured for so long. You know what I mean? Yeah. But again, general consensus. Cody versus Seth at Mania. You know what I mean? What do you think is going over on that one? I don't know. That's a really tough one. Because <laughs> Seth has lost a lot this year. He's lost like the last feuds. three or four matches. And a lot of major feuds. And I feel like you can't just have somebody in Cody leave the company, go and start this whole another company, have this major indie run, start AEW, and then leave. And then Pretty much like when he was over there, disrespected WWE at every chance that he got. All I think the sledgehammer yeah, thing, the, the sledgehammer throne, to the throne so. thing is all I can think back about. I'm like, how did they sign him again? So I don't see him winning that opportunity because they said that whoever wins that match goes on to face the double champion later oh, on. Okay. So I don't see him winning that, and that's a rumor. But I don't yeah. see him particularly winning that over Seth. But I would be shocked if he did. You know what I mean? If he did win it over him, but. I'm definitely like ready for him to show up eventually because I keep watching Raw, hoping Cody's gonna pop up during the Seth segment, and it never happens. Yeah, so I'm hoping sometime soon it happens. Yeah, I think pretty much like you know we're gonna we're approaching like the last Raw before Mania, so it's like you know now or never, like it's gotta happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's either gonna happen next week or 
it's just some kind of pop-up thing at, at mania like with yeah, the stone cold versus you know the stone cold versus ko thing you know it's either mm-hmm. going to be announced this week or it's not going to happen you know? for sure i'm really hoping that cody doesn't fall into the background yeah kind of like how finn balor has fallen back and ricochet like they were the both mega yeah. yeah, the They were both big mega stars on the indies, and once they got to WWE, they kind of got pushed to the back. So, oh, hope that yeah. doesn't happen to Cody. Hope he's like taken seriously, like a Bobby Lashley. But we'll see. Um, speaking, you just mentioned Kevin Owens and Stone Cold. What did you think of Kevin of Stone Cold? That was Raw pure genius. <laughs> that was oh he got gosh. he got me. The funny thing is, I saw like a screenshot on Twitter, like a brief screenshot. I try to stay off Twitter before I've watched you know Raw or AEW or SmackDown, just because spoilers everywhere. But I saw a brief screenshot. But maybe my vision is just terrible. But I just saw it, and I thought I still thought it was Austin. So when I went to go watch Raw, like to my shock, it was it was Kevin Owens. So he got me like twice. So yeah. Yeah, um, he's super petty for doing that, <laughs> but I think it works for the feud, and it almost it's got me more invested in the feud now. Like now, I want to see Stone Cold beat him up. Like yeah. <laughs> it, before, I was like, oh, okay, Stone Cold versus Kevin Owens. Now I'm like, nah, Stone Cold needs to like throw them hands with him right now. Right. <laughs> but like, it was just entertaining to see the fans' faces when they heard Stone Cold's music. They really thought he was coming out. Like they would have their phones out. There were kids yelling, grown folks yelling, and it was just like, nope, Kevin Owens. And I'm, and I'm yeah, and I marked out too. If it was him, like, and, and it reminds Same. a lot of people when um the Miz did it with the Rock a couple of years ago. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing. So, but yes, yeah, it's, it's definitely added more to the feud, and I'll be interested to see what happens in this match segment match thing. They got. still don't still don't know, but they're they they are saying that they are saying that Stone Cold has been actually training. Like it's like not just giving a stunner to to KO, but like maybe taking some actual bumps and actually. I'm I'm still not calling a match, but actually training. Of course, you know what I'm saying Stone Cold wants to be in the best shape. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, but I do believe that Pop at Mania, since he did fake out the music, is going to be major for Stone Cold when he comes. Definitely. So, in was, Texas? Oh my god. Yeah, it was definitely better than doing a another. You know what's dumb about Texas type segment? You know that would have just it's uh, that's already been repetitive. So this is yeah. the best possible thing. It would have got really stale. Yeah. Um, and then this is something I really wanted to discuss. I know it's kind of random, but what? How do you feel about the women's tag division right now? I feel like they need real tag teams because they usually like when they have like especially with mania coming up or big pay-per-views they'll try to just throw some women together in a tag team that have like zero chemistry yeah or like an eight-man tag or something like that so yeah and they they do that and i just wish they would like actually create real tag teams like have four core tag teams that are real tag teams they dress alike come out to the same music they've come up from nxt as a tag team but I actually have like real tag team women's wrestlers, and I don't know because that's just not a thing, I guess, yeah. on the indies. But I just wish they would create real tag teams for the divisions that kind of feel more legitimate because it just feels like they just pair together around the women, and we can see that you know, they pair with another women that are in the match, and it's yeah, this is kind of getting a little crazy. Like, why is Natalia with a new tag? Why is she moving on to something else? Why is Shayna Baszler? In another tag team, you know what I mean? Like it just kind of yeah. feels a little like they just throw it together, pretty much. Yeah, it really does feel like kind of like a placeholder to give them something to do for for Mania because it's like okay, we got these got about eight or you know like ten girls. Let's not put them in a multi man match or I mean, let's not put them in like a battle royal. Just book them all on the tag team. So that part of it is definitely definitely random. The only legitimate tag team that what I see is like okay, like a legitimate threat is probably um, Sasha Banks and Naomi, like. That's about 
That's about as close to like maybe like an organic type tag team I see, but the others, it's just it's such a random pairing. Like I think it's what Mm -hmm. Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley is like. What do they have in common? (laughs) Nothing. And Rhea Ripley is just tagged wearing black sometimes, or yeah, and she was just tagged tagged with uh, (laughs) what's her name, Uh, Nikki Nikki Ash. It's so it's random. So random, so random, and it just feels like okay, these are the women that we have no plans for. And it's crazy because it's like you bring back Ronda, which I don't have an issue with Ronda, you know, me being at WrestleMania, but yeah, it kind of feels a little cheap. And automatically has a match against Charlotte. I feel like any of these women in this this match that they have with the tag teams like could be a part of a bigger match on WrestleMania. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just feel like they the women's division sometimes, especially with like the whole Zia Lee thing. So I don't know. I just I think they need. I to keep really... forgetting about Zia Lee every couple <laughs> every every month or so. I'd be like, oh yeah, they did do that comic book strip thing. Yeah, just dumped it completely. Dumped it. And why isn't she in a tag team with somebody? Why is she not in a tag team? She's the protector, you know. (laughs) Can she not team with somebody? Shouldn't her and Liv be a tag? Like that's crazy. (laughs) Yeah, and I guess speaking of random, what is so normally I don't pay attention to it when something is like really really goofy. I'll stop watching it. But (laughs) so I guess I just hadn't seen the state of it. But I didn't see how bad the state of the twenty four seven title was until I really really watched that segment on Raw. Like. If you if you take a look at like the last segment, I think now Dana Brooke is a 24-7 champion and she's like dating Reginald and <laughs> Tazawa shows up. And so random. Yeah, Tazawa shows up and then now, you know, Tamina and Tazawa are thing. Like it's it's just such a it's a mess. It's all over the place. Um they completely ruined any legitimacy left that the title possibly had. But you know, and then like, but then the match itself was just like, I don't know, it was it was random. It was awful. Uh, it's just not getting better. Um, I, at this point, I just wish they would just scrap the title and just like act like it didn't exist or never you know, ever existed. Just yeah. Never ex- existed. It's nothing. It's nothing like the hardcore title. I know I always made the complaint, but it's yeah. just, you know, it's a shell of. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And with the hardcore title, like, they actually had hardcore matches and. It looked entertaining. You know what I mean? Like, you would get excited yeah. to see the hardcore matches and the scramble championship matches they would have. Anything could happen, pretty much. You know what I mean? But yeah. with the 24 7 title, it just feels heavily scripted and it's a bad script. You see right through it. Like, whenever that comes on, I'm fast forward and change the channel if I ever see those matches. Come <laughs> yeah. I think what they should do is have almost win it and then he just rips it a half on TV. And that's okay. It. I love, I actually <laughs> love that. I actually you love it. He's like, there's no more champion. Just rips it, and then that's it. Like that's what they should do. You know what I mean? There will be no challenge today. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't trying this to say it. That. <laughs> nah, there will no. be no champion today. This is it. The title's done with. The title's over with. Never coming back. I would. That's a wrap. Yeah. Um, what do you think about the Pat McAfee and Awesome Theory segment that was on SmackDown last week? I think this is another segment where it's it's something that I originally was not invested in. Yeah. And now it's like they sold me on it. You know what I mean? Same. It's, it's like, why is Pat there? You know, yada, yada, yada. Should be another wrestler. But then it's like, okay, they actually sold me on it. I'm actually invested in it. So whoever did that, they did a great, a terrific job at it. They did. So for me, I didn't know Pat, his promo game was that strong. Like we see him behind the commentary booth. Yeah. But like his promo game is A1. Like he was really playing out the crowd, getting them excited. And I'm like, dang, like, I feel the roster can't get the crowd that excited like he just yeah. did. Like, and it's organic. It con- was organic, yeah. To connect, was like, history with love and wrestling and stuff like that. It was just really dope. Um, I don't know what the rest of the build looks like, though, after. Because I think Theory pretty much, like, took a step. He's like, oh, you apologize. And I'm like, okay, where do they go from here? 
because I expected him to still be upset. You know what I mean? And he's like, "Oh, you apologize. That's all I wanted." And then that was it. He took a selfie, and I'm it. like, "What? Okay, what's next for this build?" I still hate the whole selfie thing, and I wish I'm waiting for the next evolution of Austin Theory because the whole selfie thing, the whole man taking selfies, it's getting a little old for me. But yeah, it's yeah, yeah it's getting a little old. Um, but yeah, I just I don't know. I'm excited for the match more. I'm definitely more invested, but more so just to see what Pat McAfee does in the future. Like if he does more matches, if he becomes a manager, I just feel like behind the booth he could do more. Like he could yeah be a manager or anything else. So I'm just excited for his career in general, and it's a good look for Austin Theory as well being on the Mania card. Definitely. And before so before we talk about Mania, I did want to ask like so you saw Veer Veer is coming to Raw. And <laughs> Well, they gave an official date, and I want to say it's like April fourth. That's when that yeah. roll is in two weeks. Do you think that? So, do you think that they're just trolling with this, or I mean, he he, it's 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 a possibility he will actually debut, and they're not just gonna troll and like push it out another month. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's like, do you think that he they're gonna make him a legitimate threat, or is this just like Mister McMahon just playing games with this? Like, because sometimes I feel like they just do things that it's just like, oh, this is funny. You know what I mean? And you know, that's it. You know, there was no there was no intention to actually push him or anything like that. Kind of like the 24-7 title. Like, you think that they're actually going to make him a big deal? Because, like, online, he actually has a huge... Every time people they post the viewers coming thing, like, people love, like, they... It's attracting a lot of eyes. It's attracting attention. People actually want to see him wrestle now. Even though I feel like he has wrestled before, right? Like, we, we've seen him on Raw before with the whole... Yeah thing with drew it was nothing it was was nothing like you know amazing but since they marketed it like this now it is a big deal like you think they're gonna make him like a legitimate threat for a title or is this just like this is just a joke i feel like they've booked it for not booked it but they've teased it for so long that they have to have him do something like he's got to do something crazy to get all of our attention because if not it's just going to be a waste now if they would have just debuted him like around the time it happened and maybe like two or three weeks after they just had him come out that would have made it sense, you know what I mean? And it wouldn't have yeah. been as much anticipation. But I feel like at this point, he has to do something. You got to fight the crazy. rock. He's got <laughs> <laughs> or like just come out of this like decimate Brock Lesnar, which will never happen. <laughs> but he's got to do something crazy, you know what I mean? Like attack Riddle, Randy, somebody. Like yeah. he's got to do something to where he makes a mark. And it's so crazy that we're talking about it and we're excited to see him again. Because I remember watching him in the ring and he, I wasn't that impressed. He just kind of seemed like just your average wrestler. Yeah. So I don't know like what has changed about him or like they're going to present him differently. But I just know like they have these characters that they have that are going to be like these monsters, I guess, or these big aggressive characters and they turn into like a Lord Tensai. And it's just yeah. a joke after a while. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm just, I'm hoping. I can totally see him doing that role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm hoping they don't do that to him where, like, he's serious at first and there's no plans in, like, five weeks. You know I mean? Yeah. So. If they do this, if they have him, like, you know, like a Funk Dackle, like, a couple of weeks later, like, they just <laughs> dropped the ball. They dropped the ball on this one. Funk is on a roll. <laughs> Somebody call my mama. <laughs> All right, don't remind me. Don't remind me. <laughs> oh. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> so um this is also something i wanted to cover um do you feel like the bill this year's mania is trash i feel like it's Definitely. trash it's, yeah it's bad like, like wrestlemania it's crazy to think about wrestlemania is next weekend like not this weekend but next next weekend doesn't yeah. f- it does it just feel like they're building towards like payback or something like it doesn't feel like WrestleMania, the, the most you know I mean? stupendous, spectacular, yeah, yeah. Really, I mean, 
part of it, part of it, I feel like is them having so many pay per views back to back to back to back to back. Yeah, and it's just like you know they're not giving enough time for the build. The other is you know some of the some of the matches. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, definitely it's not. It's it doesn't feel like Mania to me. Like it doesn't feel like Mania will be on two weeks to me. It's kind of unreal. Yeah, it doesn't. Um, and I feel like the only feud they've really built is Brock versus Roman, and they threw both titles at that that feud. Yeah. They built that feud. And we all know the match is just going to be like maybe 10 or 15 minutes. Like it's not maybe 20 minutes. It's not going to be that crazy of a match. We've seen Brock versus Roman a thousand times. There's nothing they can really change. And I feel like we know Roman's going to win. Maybe Brock will win. I don't know. But I feel like we know Roman's going to be Brock and that's going to be it. But it's like they just put everything around this one thing. You know what I mean? And even with Ronda, like the Ronda fair rushed at this yeah. point. And it's like, oh, they- I dare you to not use, you know, your submission move. That's pretty much their feud right now. <laughs> it is. And I'm better and, I'm better than you. Like, yeah, and part of it is them adding – part of it is some of the late additions to the matches. Some of the matches have been a long time coming, like you said, like the, the Roman thing and the Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair. Okay, that had the SummerSlam history. But, like, when you look at the card, some of these legit got made, like, maybe either last week or mm-hmm. last few weeks. Like, you got the Usos versus Rick Booz and Shinsuke. That one just got on there. You know what I mean? The Street Profits joining, you know, the fight, and then you have the Women's Tag Team Championship, all the addition, all the teams. You know, a lot of them are just, you know, kind of like a pop-up match that we just added this week or within the last two weeks. So, yeah, it just doesn't feel like – it's not as special. Hopefully, the, the, the go-home better be good. Oh, man. That it whole week's got to be fire. Solid. <laughs> WrestleMania week's got to be fire. Like, they got to really, you know, put the, the pedal to the metal at that yeah. point. But, yeah, they every chance they get, they need to be, like, trying to push every storyline, which I don't know if they're going to do that. <laughs> but they need to be trying to push every storyline. I think the only, like, matches... I know we're, we're going to do our predictions next week. The only matches I'm really invested in is, like, Becky versus uh, Bianca. Show Stiller. Yeah, I think it's going to be the Show Stiller. And then yeah. that's pretty much it. Like, the Street Profits versus uh, RK Bro and Alpha Academy might be a good one. Oh, that's definitely going to be a good one, but I'm excited for that. I think Charlotte and Ronda will actually be good. Yeah, yeah, I think that's gonna be solid too. I think all of them might be, but I'm hard as like me being invested. Those are the ones that I feel like I'd actually care more the story that's happening. But yeah. still a thing. But the whole show might be fire. I don't know. But <laughs> the bill's just been really bad, and it's just like, why should I care about these matches? You know what I mean? Same, same. So, which AEW their stories make a little bit more sense, even though you don't like all of AEW stories. You know what I mean? Like you, they make more sense, and I feel like WWE just kind of throw it out the window and be like, "Well, we got superstars. We got Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> Johnny Knoxville. Let me. You know, no, I'm not invested. Yeah. In that. You know what I mean? Not too much investment, but we'll see what happens when WrestleMania comes. Yeah, but I guess switching gears over to AEW, um, we did have Wheeler Yuta, I guess, attempting to join, attempting to join William William Regal didn't work out. Yeah, I don't know if he was trying to join him per se, or if he was just like trying to show William Regal respect. But it kind of looked like he was trying to join forces because he just left the best friends on the stage. Yeah, it looked like he left his. He looked like he left them on the stage, and he was just trying to, you know, give a Regal, and then he just slapped him, and was like, "Now I got to go back to the homies." You know what I mean? (laughs) And the homies like, "Nah, (laughs) nah, we saw you just a second ago." Um, I honestly, honestly, I never really had Wheeler Yuta on my radar like that. Same. He kind of. 
it part of it is like I don't know if it's this the tights. He kind of looks like a creative wrestler template from Two K Twenty Two. Like I don't know. Um, he does though. He does. I didn't. <laughs> I never know. Like until Daniel Bryan said it, he like legit just wasn't on my radar. Like nothing like stood out like that. You know what I mean? Not to say he's not like a, a great wrestler and everything. I just didn't see him more as like you know anything other than like a regular guy. Maybe you had a different opinion, but I'm just saying. No, I feel the same way. I've never really been invested in him. Whenever I see him on the screen, I'm like, why are they putting that? I don't understand. It's the tights. It's the tights. It's the tights and his build, kind of. And it's like, I'm not saying I'm like the most athletic person in the world (laughs) to the listeners. But like when you watch wrestling, you expect a certain type of build, like certain types of wrestlers. It doesn't have to be perfect or anything, but I just don't see the draw with him like that. But I feel like him being with Brian Danielson, John Moxley, and Regal, it only means good things for him. And it's like, I'll pay closer attention to him and maybe I'll see things I didn't see and they'll be able to bring stuff out of him behind the scenes. But right now I'm just like, eh. But he could definitely benefit from being with a team like that and having that exposure. And I think the match between him and Brian was pretty cool. It was decent. Yeah. Even though I I really didn't see Chuck Taylor too much in the match, you know what I mean? Uh, In the tag team match, talking about. But, I mean, that's really the the point of having the group or from what they said, that's the point of having the group with Mox and Regal and Brian, like, to bring that out in wrestlers, I guess, you know, and mentoring them. And, I mean, if you were if you were a wrestler in AEW, would you take offense to that, or would you just be happy to be paired with them? You know what I mean? Like them saying something like them name dropping you like that, like you know, like we can take you under our wing. Like, do you think they take offense to that, or like is that like a good thing, or I don't know? I don't, I don't, I don't think you should. Like when you got three people like that that have like done some amazing things in the wrestling world, I don't think I would take offense to it. Um, so I don't think they should either. Because <laughs> the only thing, like, it just boosts their stock. You know what I mean? And I know they're tired of just wrestling and wrestling and not getting attention. And, you know, this is the time This is the time where they get a chance to really show what they can do yeah. under these guys. So, you know, we'll just have to see if they choose you to. I don't know if they're choosing people or, like, William Regal smack somebody and that means you're in the group or something. But, <laughs> you know, we'll see uh, this week on Dynamite. Yeah. Um. So, what you Jericho appreciation? Oh my God, I can't even say Jericho, Jericho appreciation, appreciation society, society commencement. I, so many words. <laughs> yeah, I did love. I did love it, especially like the the reaction he got from saying he's not a pro wrestler; he's a sports entertainer. He knows. <laughs> <laughs> he knows the association with WWE in that word. You know what I mean? Of course, yeah. you're naturally gonna get some big some booze and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, his his goal was basically to get people to hate on him even more, and he did that. You know what I mean? He did, yeah. Um, yeah, it was definitely an amazing heel segment. I felt like that was entertainment. It's <laughs> <laughs> a pun there, you know what I mean? Whatever. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I like the whole idea of him just denouncing pro wrestling pretty much to get like you were saying, like people don't like that word. Like this is yeah. wrestling, it's not sports entertainment. Even what WWE does is like it's it's pro wrestling, like, get it together. Um, but it was just nice to see, and I think the segment really got Daniel Garcia over more for me. Same. That's what I was gonna say. Cause I was I didn't see it before, but now I'm like, okay, I kind of see it. Like I see why they like him so much. Like, cause I wish really they would. I kind of wish they would have. Yeah, I would. I kind of wish they would have picked him over Yuta first. You know what I mean? Yes, I really. Cause I can see that. that attitude. I can see the attitude in Garcia. I can see it a little bit more. Yeah, and I don't know. I think he's better off with Jericho at the same time, though. Like, yeah, you see what Jericho did for like the group he was in inner circle, like. Um, Sammy Guevara, like he really helped him a lot. You could tell, and he did. Uh, so, if anything, is only going to help. You know, this guy moving forward, Daniel Garcia. But he just really something about it. He was just like, "Oh, you're calling, you're a sports entertainer. 
well, I'm a sports entertainer too. Like it's just, I don't know. It got it got him over for me. And then Jericho talked about his car accident. I'm like, okay, I like this dude. I'm invested in him now. You know what I mean? Originally hated the name of the group, but I'm on board. It's bad. It's but... it's still it's all about Jericho. It's everything we hate. So I, I love it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it just but goes to show that Jericho can make anything entertainment. Yeah. Stop saying entertainment like that. Okay. <laughs> so uh, we saw we saw the Hardy Boys actually debut against Private Party, um, bro. It's just it's wild to me when I think about how long they've been wrestling. I think about their book. Their book was like one of the first books I ever read. Same, yeah, same. Yeah, you talking about the one that was by WWE like books? Yes, or yes, yes. Wow. That one. I yes. read that one. That was my first. It was the first one. It was the first one I read, start to finish. I read it in like three days on my couch. Two or three days. Yeah, I read mine in like a day. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I had. I was trying to play a SmackDown or do something else. No, what no, no. For me? What do you want? I'm from sorry. Me? You know I mean? I'm sorry. Right. I'm sorry. But I, did, um, I did. I wondered how their style was gonna work, like against um, like AEW tag teams. Like you know how the pace is just like really, really fast. Like yeah. teams like the Young Bucks and even like Private Party is like one of them. Um, you know, because they are older now, but they didn't disappoint, you know. Um, they definitely kept it going. I just thought about Matt Hardy and them hardy knees, you know what I mean? Um they don't move as <laughs> they don't they don't move as fast as they used to, but it works. They they were super over, people know all the moves, the fans are still behind them. It was traditional track team wrestling. I, I loved it. I think private party did like a good job at, at making them look really good, especially Isaiah Cassidy. Yeah, so my notes are pretty much the same as yours. Um I marked down like Matt is getting old. Like I, I used to watch these guys wrestle. Like literally, like I was telling you earlier, like I was literally like a child, like maybe five or six year old, like emulating everything Matt and Jeff did pretty much. And like yeah. now to see them as I'm an adult still wrestling, wow. and they still got it. They still yeah. got it. Like you said, Matt kind of is a little. Matt got the right knees. He got the Matt knees. The knees is shot, but yeah. Jeff is still pretty active. You know what I mean? But yeah. they, I don't know. They just still look really good, and they were doing like the same moves they used to do from years ago, and it just was amazing to see. Like man, like these guys have been doing this for like 30 years, pretty much. Like. It's amazing, you know what I mean, to see that. And I, I just wonder why I was watching, like, man, like, I wonder how much, if this would be, like, the one of the last Hardy runs that we see them it's together, crazy. you know what yeah. I mean? And it was just crazy to watch. And like you said, Private Party did a great job. Like, I really got more invested in them and what they could do. They're going to be some great heels one day. I mean, they're mm, great heels now, yeah. but I think they're going to yeah. be some major heels in the future and really play those roles very well. But I definitely, uh, I don't think we need any more tag teams. <laughs> <laughs> we always Hardys, we always say that we always the Hardys kind of add to the crazy AW tag team yeah. situations. Going I on. do wish it was a solo run with Jeff and Matt. You know, yeah. I do wish it was a solo run or or them being a tag team, but also having their solo matches. Yeah. But I'm with you on the not another tag team thing because we got FTR and yeah. I could probably have a whole podcast of us just listing naming them. Tag <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I'm not even gonna start. So many, but I think they definitely add legitimacy to their division and. I think any team that beats them is going to make them look a whole lot better if they book it well. So yeah, it makes sense, but there's so many tag teams. It's crazy. So then um, to wrap it all up, so proud of this lady. Uh, Thunder Rosa finally, finally wins the AEW Women's finally. World Championship. Super happy for her. Um, I feel like there's nobody really more deserving than her. Like that was the only other woman I saw winning the title. I mean, I know we talked mm-hmm. about Jade too winning the world championship but that was the only other woman i really saw winning it or somebody from another company so i'm just super proud of her and the match was pretty dope and 
this anniversary of the last banger they put on together. And I just thought it was perfect. Yeah, it's definitely one of those matches I would have somebody watch. Like if they're on the fence about wrestling or they just like wrestling, like whatever. You know what I'm saying? I would definitely show them this match. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They, I can finally say they have a women's division because it's not a women's division if one woman is just champ and everybody <laughs> else. She's just beating everybody else every single week. Early. I wouldn't. I was I was really I was really starting to hate Britt Baker just because I was like, man, I was like, if Ruby didn't do it and Thunder Rosa really didn't do it, I was like, who's gonna take it? Because somebody's gonna take it, and it can't be like a you know, you just running through all the competition. But nah, um, yeah, can't do that. She's getting to that Charlotte level. Yeah, that's yeah. I was comparing her to Charlotte the other week. I was like, nah, you can't have this, man. You can't have this. It's like you can either have you can you can. You can basically either have a bunch of stars or you can have like one superstar and then like some supporting characters. Like once you get to that Charlotte level and you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I didn't want them to do that. So I'm definitely glad they made a, a star out of Thunder Rosa. They made the right decision. They didn't Same. do it as fast as I wanted to, but they did. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, why did they do this a revolution? But then it was yeah. her hometown, hometown, yeah. her family and friends were there. And it was dope that they did it in a steel cage. Like, this is the first ever AEW women's steel cage match. So, yeah, that was dope to see, too, just kind of doing that. And it's all for Thunder Rose's win. You know what I mean? So, I was really amazed by that. And I'm just hoping that her title reign is like, at least like, it doesn't have to be give her, forever. Give her five months. Give her five give her months. Give her like five or six months of holding the title, like a, you know, um, Adam Page kind of run, let her hold it for a while, but then eventually give it to somebody else. But yeah, definitely super excited and, you know, proud of her. And, I want to see more from these two, her and Britt. Like, they just have such great chemistry in the ring, and this win kind of adds more to the rivalry that's going to probably happen, like, for, for years, you know what I mean? So it's super dope to see. Yeah, start of a good thing. Yeah. Well, well, that was another episode of the Off Wrestling Podcast. Please remember, if you did not like it, can't complain, because so do it off from the jump. It's Off Wrestling Podcast. Peace. Peace. episode be sure to subscribe on the podcast app of your choice also follow us on instagram at off wrestling podcast and on twitter at off wrestling one